So we just sang a song about it being well with our soul, but uh, if you don't know the history, part of that song was from an old hymn. It is called It Is Well With My Soul. Um, it was written by a, a guy who a uh, long time ago, his, his family was on a ship and, uh, and there was a storm that came up and, and the whole family died. Um, and, he, and out of that, he, he wrote, it is well with my soul that, that even through all of this pain, all of this turmoil that he was in, um, in Christ, he still, it was still well. It was still well with his soul. Um, and I don't know if, if you felt, uh, I don't know, like, like there's been a storm in your life maybe at all in the past year, um, but I feel like maybe we all can kind of identify with that, that in the past year, year and a half, uh, it hasn't been a, a, a bed of roses. Um, and, and I feel like even as we are coming out of COVID now, uh, that it's been sort of like this, this slow crawl out of, out of COVID. But I was reminded today uh, of, of the, the progress that, have, that we've made it, we're almost, next week will really be sort of the anniversary of our first Sunday back when we, we last year we had to, we had to shut down, uh, you know, that, and every, everything shut down. And we were kind of, everybody was just kind of in their houses, stuck, uh, trying to figure out what was going on. Thank you, babe. Uh, that's my wife. If, if you're visiting, I don't call every woman babe. Uh, just... Um, but, but, uh, you know, so this time last year we came back, uh, and I, I even found a picture on my phone. Um, I know I, I, I'm doing it kind of out of order, but, uh, you know, we came back, we had these chairs out because, you know, you don't want cloth chairs because cloth chairs have germs on them. So we were using vinyl chairs. We were wiping them down between services. They were all social distance out. Um, everybody was wearing masks. It was a little bit like, it was a scary time. Um, and, and it's been a, a long, slow season out of, out of COVID. Um, you know, uh, and it's, it's been a little bit of a, a tough season. Um, but the one thing I know is it's well with, with my soul. And I know that God has a lot of, of uh, things in store coming in for us to do and be a part of. Um, you know, we've been talking about this idea of, of love and uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, defines it pretty well for us. And, and in 1 Corinthians 16, he finishes his letter by saying, do everything in love. And we've been talking a little bit about our goals for the year. That One of the things that we want to do is we want to be more like the church uh, that you see in the book of Acts, that, that when this church first came together and... 
and was doing things. It wasn't a lot that they focused on, it, but they focused on a few things that were just the things that they devoted themselves to, and then everything else came from it. And if you look at Acts 2.42, it's where they sort of talk about that, 2.42 through 47. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And we talked about how such a big part of that early church was the fellowship, that it was, it was them being in community with one another, that, that that word fellowship comes from the Greek word koinonia, which means partnership, participation, contribution, that they were all giving and they were all partnering together to, to be this church. But over the past year, fellowship of any kind has been pretty difficult. Uh, partnering together with people, coming together to, as, as a group has been something that, that has been pretty hard. And so one of the things we really wanted to do this year, one of our goals was to develop a deeper sense of fellowship than we've had in a long while. And we talked about how being together happens naturally when we're all focused on the same mission. The, the Acts Church, when they came together, Paul had, or Jesus had said, you will receive power. This is Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But, but when you come together as a team, when you come together with one mission as a group, it naturally makes fellowship when you have mission together. Look at, look at sports teams. Sports teams who come together with the singular mission of, of you know, winning whatever sport it is, that helps develop you know, teamwork. Uh, anytime you come around a singular goal. Even in a tough time, I can think of hard times that I've gone through with people and going through those hard times with those people have, have bonded us, have, have grown us closer together. I remember in college, I, was, I decided I was going to take this class that was all about like outdoor ministry and doing things outdoors. And, and it started in January and so one of the first things we did was we spent a weekend outside in January. And that weekend happened to be sort of a typical January weekend where the high was like 15 degrees. And it's not the best weekend to spend outside the whole weekend. Um, but I will tell you what, these people that 
I didn't know at the beginning of the class and was only a few weeks into, so didn't really know them very well. After that weekend, we knew each other really well. Because when you're that cold, you don't care who you're hugging as long as you're hugging somebody. And so we just huddled together in this, in this group most of the weekend. If we weren't out doing something, we were just together. And, you know, that would make... And that fellowship that we had to have, that grouping together, it helped us to develop a, a sense of, of family, a, a bond with each other. And, and so for all different reasons, when we come together, even if it's hard times, when we come together in fellowship, it, it helps us to develop a sense of mission. And we have this mission, and we've talked about, you know, this Acts 1-8 kind of thing of, of our Jerusalems and our Judeas and our Samarias and the ends of the earth, that, that for, uh, for the Jews of that time, when Jesus said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, Jerusalem was the city where they were. Jerusalem was, was the people, the town in their community, the people who were like them. And so for us, our Jerusalem would be, would be Logan. It would be Hawking County. It would be the people that are right around us, that are, are like us, that are, are part of our community. For, for the disciples, when Jesus said that, their Judea was sort of their surrounding area. You know, for us, our Judea would be, would be the areas out, you know, on the outskirts of Hawking County, it would be the, the southeast Ohio kind of region. Then there was Samaria, Samaria, the Samaritans. Those were the people that were close by them, but just completely different culture, a completely different way of understanding life. And so even in Hawking County, we maybe not ethnically or ethnically culturally diverse. Uh, it's pretty culturally, uh, you know, normal. Look around, see the color and, you know. But, but culturally, there are lots of different cultures. There are, there are lots of different backgrounds. There are lots of different belief systems. And so we have even for us sort of our Samaria and then there's the ends of the earth, which to them meant missions, and to us means missions. And so we've been called in a similar way to live out our own version of Acts 1-8, that we, as we come together to be the church that we're called to be, as we come together in fellowship as this thing where it's all hands on deck, we're all partnering, we're all contributing, all giving to a mission, that's our mission, is to be Christ's witnesses in Jerusalem, our, our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so that's, you know, I, I just wanted to take a little bit of, of today's service to, to talk about how are we looking to live out Acts 2.42? How are we looking to live out our Acts 1.8? And, 
And as far as the Acts 2.42 thing, I mean, we're devoted, we're dedicated, we're focused on making sure prayer is a part of our church, to make sure worship is a part of our church, to make sure digging into God's word. That, you know, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. That, that was God's word. They were devoted to prayer. But they were also devoted to the fellowship and to breaking bread. And so that's one of the reasons why we're going to one service next week is because we want for the whole church to be able to come together and do fellowship. It's hard to have fellowship when you have two separate services. And, so, you know, sometimes multiple services is something that's needed. You just kind of have to do it. But right now, we don't really have to do that. We don't need two services. So it's more important that we have fellowship. Two services, not in the Bible. Fellowship, definitely in the Bible. So let's lean into that. Um, and another part of what fellowship was for them, and it's in Acts 2.42 uh, through 47, that they, they ate together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread. In, in verse 46, it says, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So that's why starting next week, we're going to do this one service, but we're inviting everybody to pack a lunch, stay afterwards, and have, let's all have lunch together. Because there's something about eating with somebody that just makes fellowship easier. There's something about sitting down, having a meal with somebody that just helps people relax. And so that's, that's what we want to do. We, let's just get together. Let's, have, let's do what they did. Let's have time to pray together, to dig into God's word together, and then eat together. And as we do that, we can have time for fellowship. And like I said last week, you know, we'll throw some cornhole boards out there, maybe throw up a volleyball net. If you want to hang out for the afternoon, let's hang out. It's something that we haven't been able to do for quite a while. And, and Lord knows we need that. I mean, it's, it's in the Bible for a reason. So, so as we lean into fellowship that we haven't been able to do, I think it's going to make us all as a church stronger. As we lean into eating together, it's going to make us stronger. Not only because the fellowship's growing, but because, you know, we're eating. And as Matt Miller always tells me, if you don't eat, you die. So you gotta you gotta keep eating. And so we're gonna let's let's do that. Let's lean into fellowship this summer as as we grow together and, and help develop develop that because we all have a mission, this Acts 1-8 kind of mission that has been given to each one of us to live out in our lives, but but not only live out as individuals, but to live out as a church. And so, so here's some of the ways that we're, we want to be able to do that. For our Jerusalem, for our community, for Logan and the surrounding area, you know, one of the things that we're going to be doing is VBS in July, second week of July. Uh, it's a great way that we can be Christ's witnesses, shine Jesus' light to kids in our community. And kids need to hear, hear about Jesus. 
another one, one of the ways that we're going to be doing it, and it's a little, little bit further out, but it's a wild game dinner. We, we've got it on the schedule. Um, we're, you know, God willing, going to be able to do it this year is in September. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, but one of the other things that we're going to be starting, uh, not this week, but next week that, uh, that I'm really excited about is uh, John and I, probably on Tuesdays and Thursdays, are going to be doing our office hours down at the Out of the Boat building uh, through the day. Because believe it or not, there's not a whole lot of people that just happen to be walking by our church on Monday through Friday, uh, other than the cows. Um, and Mr. Thompson, he likes to do his walking and do his laps in the parking lot, which is fine. We, we don't have a, a whole lot of opportunity to, you know, walk out the door and, and talk to somebody. Um, and, and so, you know, Jesus went to where the people were. And so that's the kind of people that we want to be. Um, we, you know, we, and, and we, we're not going to, we don't have big grandiose plans, but we just want to start with individuals Maybe say, hey, we're going to have a Bible study down here on Tuesday afternoon if you want to come by. If somebody's walking by, we can maybe invite them in or take them out to get a cup of coffee. Maybe if, you know, maybe if we're out walking around, just, just to have a safe place where people can stop by and hang out and maybe be encouraged a little bit. Um, maybe have, have somewhere that they can talk somewhere they can be ministered to. Because like I said, not many people are stopping out here. And we believe that our best ministry happens out there in the world. You know, I, I was reminded we had Matt Baird here last year, almost a year ago now. He's a Christian singer. And he said that the way that he got saved was he was skateboarding in a church parking lot. And somebody invited him in. You know, we like, and we since we don't have a whole lot of people hanging out here, let's go to where people are and invite them in. You can do that in your life. You have people around you. You have neighbors. Invite them into your life. Invite them to be a part of what you're doing, and you'll have all kinds of opportunities for spiritual conversations and to point them to Jesus. And. A lot of times, uh, I feel like the church can get a little bit like, like this picture. The, this was uh, at, at a church. Bethany was visiting her aunt, and there was a church across the street. And she took a picture of this and sent it to me. Do you have that? I, and you can't see it real well. I, I have a zoomed-in one, but I put the wrong one up there. But on, on the top sign, it says, you are now entering your mission field, which I love that at the end of the church parking lot as you're driving out, it says, you're now entering your mission field. But right below that, it says, no skateboarding or rollerblading. And I thought, oh, like, uh, it's, you're missing so much. Like, go out there, but don't, like, don't come to our church parking lot and skateboard and rollerblade. Like, we want to we be the top part of that sign, of wherever we're going, we're seeing our mission field and inviting people into it, rather than saying, like, please not around me, you know? And, and I, was, I was reminded 
of, of why we want to push into this and why we want to minister to people in our community just yesterday. Uh, I have the privilege of being the, the chaplain for the police department. And I was talking to one of the police officers on Thursday, and he said, hey, my girlfriend's son is really struggling, really, like, really, really struggling with, you know, depression and anxiety and, and, and just beaten down by life. Do you think maybe you and I could go talk to him? And I said, yeah, that, yeah let's do that. So we went and, and knocked on the door and uh, yesterday afternoon, and I, he opened up the door, and I was surprised. It was an old van kid, an old kid that we used to go on the van route and pick up. And uh, he's, he has a place to stay now, but he's, he's been homeless. He's bounced around uh, some, some homeless shelters and rehabs and... and uh, just really, this kid's really struggling. He's about 24. And he told me, uh, he said, I just feel like uh, there's too much bad in me. And he said, I'm, I just, I feel like God's telling me that I'm just destined to die and go to hell. And I, I said, I don't think that was Jesus. I said, I, I, I'm, I think that, uh, man, it, it, I don't think it's any coincidence that of all the days for somebody to knock on your door, it's your old youth pastor from 10 years ago. I think, you know, God's got a plan for you in this, and it's not that you die and go to hell. Um, you know, he doesn't have a job. He just sits in his apartment and, and is depressed. Uh, and the amazing thing of it, it was such a God thing. It was such a God thing that I just happened to be the one that showed up and I knew him already, but I, I felt like I was standing there. We were just standing there talking and talking for a long time and I felt like the Lord kept saying like, go sit down. And I was like, um, you know, but, and I just stand there talking and talking. And I felt like, again, like the Lord was saying like, all right, go, like, just go sit down, go, go. And I was like, all right. So I went, I went over to his couch and sat down, and I looked down by my foot, and it was this exact Bible. This is a Bible that I had when I was a teenager. Uh, this is the first Bible that I ever really read when I really started to dig into Scripture. And it's out of print. They don't even make this anymore. But I looked down... And this exact Bible was sitting by my foot. And he had just finished telling me that he had done too much wrong and that he was destined to die and go to hell. And I said, well, you know, it's funny that you say that because at Out of the Boat on Thursday night, I was teaching from Romans chapter 3. In Romans chapter 3, it says this. No one can ever be made right in God's sight by doing what the law commands. For the more we know of God's laws, the clearer it becomes we aren't obeying them. His laws serve 
only to make us see that we're sinners. But now, God has shown us a different way to heaven, not by being good enough and trying to keep his laws, but by a new way. Now God says he will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins. And we all can be saved in the same way by coming to Christ, no matter who we are or what we've been like. Yes, all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious ideal. Yet now God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ, who in his kindness freely takes away our sins. I said, Jesus, the Bible tells us that God will accept anyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, if, if we have Jesus. And I said, there's another Bible verse that I know that says that the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy, but Christ came so that you could have life and life to the full. And I said, buddy, you're not living it. I said, the enemy has stolen and killed and destroyed so much in your life, but Jesus came that you could have life and life to the full. So he definitely didn't plan this life for you, and he definitely didn't say, it definitely wasn't God that said, you're just destined to live this life of depression and die and go to hell. Uh, That's not what this says. That's not God telling you that. And, uh, and I was able to share with him and, 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 you know, it's just one kid of thousands and thousands of people around Logan and, and Hawking County that need to hear that. And me just sitting out here all week long, is not going to let a kid who's held himself up in a an apartment building hear that good news, you know? And us Christians, they're not going to hear it if we hold up in our houses and in our churches. That's not how they're going to hear that good news of Jesus Christ. We've got to be going out to them and... So that's how, that's one of the ways that we're going to be going to our Jerusalem is by just spending a couple weeks, a couple days a week in town. And if, if any of you would want to come hang out down there, you're more than welcome to hang out with us because we want to be able to bring in people to say to that kid, hey, you know, why don't you come over, we'll order some pizza and you get a few people together that will show them that they are loved, that they are cared for, and that Jesus has something better. And uh, so, so that's not something that John and I are going to do. That's something hopefully we can do together is, is give people the gospel and live it out in front of them. And all that love stuff that we've been learning the last month, we can put it into practice and really love people um, the way that they need loved. So that, that's just some of the ways that right now, this month, stepping into our Jerusalems. And, and again, I would ask you, what's your Jerusalem? 
what Jerusalem is, is Jesus calling you to in your neighborhoods, in your families? What's your Jerusalem? When it comes to our Judea and, and Samaria, the places further out, the places that are like us but not really like us, one of the ways that we are uh, wanting to step into that in, as a church and as a people is we were contacted, uh, some of you know Andrea Clary, she used to come here and help out in a lot of ways. Uh, she's been helping out at her family's church for a few years now. And uh, they're down to about six, seven people. And they reached out to us months ago and said, can your church help us? Can your church, uh, we will join you guys, we'll be part of you guys, we'll be a campus, we'll do something. Well, we don't care, but we just need help because South Bloomingville, where they're at, is a dark place with not a, gospel, not a whole lot of gospel light down there. And they said, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. And so the elders have been praying about that for a while, and we've been praying when we've gone and prayed with them. But we, we know that the first work, when we've said this before, that the first thing we got to do, the first work is prayer. That, that there's a lot we could do, a lot of ways that we could partner with them, develop fellowship, koinonia, partner with them, contribute, all that. But we're not exactly sure what that looks like yet. But we do know that we can pray with them. We do know that we can pray for them. We do know that we can take gospel light to South Bloomingville. So one of the things that we're going to be doing is through the summer, the last Sunday of every month, just as many of you that want to go, we're going to go down to their little church down in South Bloomingville and pray with them. We're going to just pray that God opens up doors for, for ministry and the gospel and for the delight of Jesus to shine down there. And whether that looks like us doing some kind of thing with them or whether that looks like God birthing revival in their church and we just bless them in it, we don't know, we don't care. We just want to do what... We just want to be there and, and bless them. So uh, so starting at last Sunday of June, we're going to go down. We're just going to pray. And last Sunday of July, we're going to go down. We're going to pray. And last Sunday of August, we're going to go down. We're going to pray. And maybe a couple other times in there, maybe just get together with them and pray and spend some time with them. Um, because that is our Judea, that's our Samaria. And they've asked for our help, our brothers and sisters in Christ have asked for help, so what we know we can do is pray. Absolutely can do that. So we're gonna be doing that this summer. Uh, that's exciting. Um, you know, we're gonna be doing some other stuff, helping with the Washboard Festival, helping with Move the Hills where we reached all kinds of different people, depending on, on what your background is. Your Samaria might be some of the people at, at Move the Hills. If you're not like into heavy, hardcore rock, um, those people might be your Samaria. It might be, could be your Jerusalem too. I don't know. But we're going to you know, help minister in those ways. 
Um, you know, uh, with the pool opening up in town, we want to have some presence there, and so John's going to be there some, just to hang out and, and let people know that, you know, uh, we're going to be down at the building, and if they ever need something, uh, they can be down there, be a gospel presence there. Um, but again, how are you ministering to your Judeas, your Samarias? And then the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth. We're, we're doing that too. In 11 days, uh, we're going to be sending a team down to the Dominican Republic on a missions trip. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. They're pretty excited about that. And, uh, and so we're going to be doing missions that way. Uh, we're going to continue to have missionaries in to hear what God's doing. We had Don Schaefer just a couple of weeks ago. And in the fall, we're going to actually have his sister, Jessica Schaefer. Um, she's going to be here and she's going to be sharing. Um, we're certainly going to be praying and hopefully giving and, and going uh, to be a part of missions. But to get all of this done... So you got all of this done, things like VBS, things like ministering downtown throughout the out-of-the-boat out building, things like reaching South Bloomingville, things like reaching the ends of the earth. It all comes back to we have to be that Acts 2.42 kind of church that knows God's word, that is praying like crazy, and that has koinonia kind of fellowship where we're all hands on deck, getting our, our rolling up our sleeves, getting our hands dirty, getting together, spending time together, loving one another, and all partnering, all contributing, and, and going about God's mission for us. And, you know, we, we looked at what church looked like one year ago, and, and we've come a long way since then, a long way since then. We still, though, are in a difficult, hard season, it was, and we're still working at coming out of it, and we're coming out of it and still maybe a little shell-shocked, still a little unstable, still a little bit unsettled, but I certainly know that God has brought us through this past year. And God has brought us through the year before that, and God has continued to bring us through, through all of those times where we've had to say, it is well with my soul, and we've had to scream out from our souls, it is well with my soul, because the world around us was anything but that, and God has remained faithful. And so let's just lean into that because I, there is a mission to accomplish. There's work we still have to do. The, the harvest is still plentiful and the workers are few. There, there's a mission to accomplish. There's people to love. And, and by God's grace and faithfulness, we are going to move forward. And I, I certainly believe and, and I'm excited because I feel like God's got some good ministry in store for us this year. That, that we've got some good ministry ahead of us this summer and in the rest of 2021. And so it, it's time for us to find fellowship. One service starting next week, 10 a.m., lunch afterwards. 
Find fellowship so we can be that Acts 242 church, so we can be people living out Acts 1-8 as people together on mission, uh, people together on Christ's mission, and, and may we be his church, and may you be his church in your context, in your neighborhoods, in your families, in your workplaces. May we be his church. I'm excited. Miracles are coming. I believe that. So go, go to your mission field. You, you are headed out into your mission field, but let the skateboarders in. Let me pray for you.